I've got the giggles now. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why. G'day, guys. Rye from the Digital Marketers Podcast here. I'm going to do something a little bit different today, and we're going to film our podcast session with David Pagotto from Six Gun Digital Marketing all the way from Melbourne. When you hit the nail on the head in relation to SEO as a service for a client, I mean, the results can be phenomenal. David's had the chance to take a little bit of a day trip to Adelaide, so I thought I'd get him in the studio and pick his brains on all things SEO and digital marketing. I've seen you know, a lot of friends, colleagues, uh, and people start businesses without momentum, and I think that's, that is one of the trickiest things to uh, do. We're going to chat about some of the things you can do as a business or an agency owner to up your business and your digital marketing game, as well as cover off on industry trends and some of the things that a budding SEOer can do to really get started in the industry. So join us as we talk all about SEO and digital marketing on today's episode of the Digital Marketers Podcast. Hi there, my name's David Pagotto from Six Gun Digital Marketing. I'm really excited today to be on the Digital Marketers Podcast. So David joins me in the Podbooth studio today, all the way from Melbourne. Welcome, David. Thanks so much for having me on, right? <laughs> I've got the direct eye contact. Very, as well. very professional. Very good. <laughs> so you're over for a day trip from your hometown in Melbourne, yes. where you run Six Gun. Yes. Tell me a little bit more about what you guys do. So Six Gun is a digital marketing agency. We focus on search engine optimization first and foremost. We also do a little bit in the Google Ads and paid social space as well. Mm-hmm. And how long have you been doing that for? So the company was set up about two and a half years ago, um, but I've been in the digital marketing space for um, quite a bit longer. Mm-hmm. So how long would that be? Um, over 10 years. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Too long, too long. <laughs> I mean, where was that all born from? Because I know that, uh, you know, a lot of people get into it sort of working on like a project or whether they might sort of come across it in, in a workplace. So how, how, did, how did you get started? I think, you know, I got started in SEO like a lot of, you know, probably the old school generation did. Um, fiddling around with websites, affiliate marketing, all that kind of stuff quite Mm. some time ago. Because, you know, what you learn very quickly is a website's one piece of the puzzle, Mm. but without the marketing, the website's useless. Mm -hmm. So, you know, naturally the attention goes to, all right, how do I drive traffic to this? And that really opened up the journey for how SEO works and and how that kind of traffic generation system can can really build a business. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, we see it every day. And you would as well, that when, when you hit the nail on the head in relation to SEO as a service for a client, I mean, the results can be phenomenal mm-hmm. and they can stick around, you know, as opposed to Google Ads, we have to continue to pay. Mm-hmm. Um, not to say that Google Ads can't be a good strategy. Mm-hmm. It, it ultimately depends. And SEO certainly isn't for everyone, but it is something that is almost akin to, you know, buying a house versus renting a house. So it's always been a strategy that is as a appeal to me and is something that I've, you know, gotten into on the tech side um, mm-hmm. quite heavily. Yeah, yeah, sure. So being based in Melbourne, yep. um, what sort of industry are you focusing on a few different industries or you've got sort of all walks of life in your stable? Yeah, I mean, we try to be channel specific rather than industry specific, which means um, we try to put ourselves forward as a specialised SEO agency where we can mm-hmm. um, and focus on that more so than picking out individual industries. There are some industries that we would like to make headway in because we think they're good candidates for SEO mm-hmm. in, in terms of how it works and... Uh, making sure that the client sees value, but but generally we're pretty um, pretty broad in terms of industry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure. So pretty funny. We're sitting in a coffee shop. What would it be <laughs> half an hour ago? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Day trip coming over from Melbourne, and so we just got talking about agency life and yeah. SEO and digital marketing, and we thought, well, why don't we uh, put together a bit of a 
bit of a podcast and yeah. actually get get our chat actually recorded and and on the air. So yeah. um, you and I know each other through LinkedIn. Yeah, I think that's how we sort of first. Yeah, got, I think got so. Connected. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I'm, I'm huge on LinkedIn as yeah. far as like my. I believe in it. I talk to clients about it all the time yeah. and, and the power of LinkedIn with yeah. regards to, you know, not just your personal brand, but also, yeah. you know, the connections and, and the opportunities, you know, connecting with other business owners. I think it's fantastic. Yeah. So I guess going to back to sort of some of the stuff we were talking about earlier about, you know, running your own business yeah. and, and especially agency life. Yeah. How have you grown Six Gun? So yeah. you said two and a half years you've, yeah. you've been in business for. How have you gone about growing it? Because I know that getting to your first employee or your, yeah. <laughs> even your first contractor sometimes yeah. can be a huge step. That, yeah, yeah, that's a yeah. massive step for a lot of people. Yeah. But I think running an agency, you, you do need, if you, you've got a decision to make, do yeah. I stay in that kind of freelancer contractor basis yeah. or do I actually really step into growing this agency, you know, to where I think you and I both know, you know, yeah. We, we're good at yeah. and 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 where the market need and, and fit is. So yeah. how how have you grown out your agency and your and your team? So I think one of the things that I was able to do and you know I'd recommend this to anyone that, that wants to go down the path of starting their own business or an agency is that I had a reasonable amount of momentum before I left my last full-time agency job. Um, now that was something that I arranged with the owner there and we had some parameters around it so that everyone was happy and it ultimately ended up being a win-win. But what it meant was, you know, I could leave my job and had a reasonably full book of business to start with. So, so by momentum, you're saying that you'd, you'd already had a few little clients on the Correct. side ready to yes. kind of bounce yes. off to yep. original. Yep. Because it's very, very difficult to start a business without momentum. You know, I've seen, you know, a lot of friends, colleagues uh, and people start businesses without momentum. And I think that's, that is one of the trickiest things to uh, do. Mm-hmm. Because if you, you know, you know, finish up at a job and then try to start a business, it's like, well, you know, you really needed to, you know, get to know people in the industry. You really needed to understand the market. You really needed to do some of your own marketing and get on the phones and make some sales. And that can often take a few years. Mm. So it's, it's a pretty daunting task to start a business from scratch. It's much easier um, to build up some momentum in advance um, in, in kind of that safe condition where you've ultimately got, you know, an income um, coming into you. So there's no you know, you're not freaking out um, every second day around how you're going to pay bills and how you're going to keep keep afloat. So the first part I would definitely recommend is is understand how momentum works in business and do what you can to to prime the pump before you cut off the the supply of uh, income coming into your hands. That's one thing. The other thing that I would recommend, you know, in business and agency land is you know do a great job of what you actually do. I mean, we get to this day pretty much all the business that we get is referral based. Now, we're just at that tipping point, that knife's edge now where we're starting to explore, you know, outbound marketing and getting BDMs on board and, and starting to grow the, the real business elements of it. But as things stand today, you know, like we're a team of tech guys that has pretty much every one of our clients comes to us through word of mouth for great work that we've done. Um, and it doesn't get any easier and better than that. You know, mm-hmm. it, is, it is hard work to, to run a tight ship, mm-hmm. but it does mean that you know, you've got a lot of advocates out there that are basically spruiking your business for you. No pun intended. No, no, I love it when people <laughs> mention the spruik word and then talk. I'm like, right, I've, I chose a, chose a good business name. So so taking some of the stuff that you were talking about just a little bit earlier. Yeah. Um, and again, I have this conversation quite a bit with, with business owners, people in the digital marketing landscape, a lot of freelancers, I think. Yeah. And a lot of it's done on a job-by-job basis. There's, yeah. there's none of that 
you know, recurring revenue coming in. Yeah, so, yeah, and yeah. I think that's one of the biggest traps people yeah. people make, especially yeah. um, a lot of web designers and, and yeah. creatives. It's you're relying on that constant stream of jobs yeah. when you could actually maybe structure it in such a way that you've got that cash flow yeah. coming in on, on a retainer basis. So yeah. that saying cash is king, yeah. I heard it when I was in, <laughs> in business business classes at uni and in high school and it's only until you're actually out in the real world yeah. that, that you're like, oh, hang on, actually, yeah, cash flow, cash flow is a killer when you're chasing off all those invoices so (laughs) so back i guess to to you know talking about agency world for a second yeah that recurring i guess business and in seo the reason why i bring this up is yeah seo does take time yeah and that's something that uh you know you do say in client client meetings (laughs) and you you probably think it you know well hang on the client's just thinking oh okay yeah he's just saying that to me but it is true yeah you know six to nine months i mean i I, is my recommendation to to see that real tangible benefit yeah and that reward from all the work that we do. Yep. So recurring revenue, that sort of stuff. So pricing, digital marketers, people yep. looking to, to get into agency land. I mean, what are, you, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I mean, you know, obviously from a business standpoint, recurring revenue trumps um, one-off projects. Now, you know, when I started getting into SEO and the digital marketing side of things technically, that obviously wasn't a consideration. It's just luck. It's a lucky coincidence that now that I run an agency that that is... I'm focused on the channels that I'm strong with and my team is strong with. It just so happens to be recurring. But I would, you know, you know, I just like you mentioned, I see a lot of agencies, um, particularly on the web dev side, get stuck in this cycle of, you know, project starts, project ends. They have to scramble to find another project. And, you know, I would look at ways to incorporate a service that with a recurring element, perhaps that's, you know, like maintenance of a website that's perhaps in WordPress. So plugins are updated, things are backed up, things are taken care of. Um, and that, you know, you might um, allow for a few um, minor and some major changes to the website over the course of time, which everyone always wants. You know, hosting something that could be provided as an additional service with a recurring revenue angle to it. And then, you know, as a, as a web designer, web developer, um, exploring other partnerships where you could offer things like SEO and Google Ads is, is probably a good bolt-on as well to, to a service like that. So, I mean, yeah, whatever you can bring into your business, it does have a recurring angle, but it's obviously um, something that's beneficial for the client. That's first and foremost. And then, you know, there's some business processes that we, that we kind of use to make sure that everything runs smoothly. So, you know, I'm still the, the bookkeeper. <laughs> I'm still the guy that does all that kind of work. And we run um, Easy Debit, which is like a direct debit system mm-hmm. um, for the majority of clients. Now, we've got a few clients that are, um, you know, probably on the, the larger scale of things in terms of payments, and they've got their own payment um, schedules and things that we have to, you know, ultimately, mm-hmm. um, if we want to do business with them, we kind of have to play ball with their, the way they do payments. Yep. Yep. But for most of our clients, we try to um, run them through Easy Debit, which means that, um, we set them up through that system and payments come out once a month. And it just means that, you know, in terms of cash flow, you in terms of- You get paid a lot of, faster, I'd, I'd imagine. Well, that's right. You get paid a lot faster. It's very reliable. You know, when you're running a small business, like time is mission critical. Um, and the last thing I want to do is to follow up people for invoices that aren't paid. You know, it's, it's um, where you can automate in a small business. Um, you have to kind of take, grab, that, <laughs> grab those automation steps as hard as you can and say, hey, like we need to, we need to make this work um, in this framework. So- yeah, I would say, um, you know, try to bring in some, uh, some recurring revenue channels in, into any business is a good idea uh, and try to structure some of the, some of the processes like the, the billing and, and the accounting and the, the book work to, to, to make that as easy as possible. And if you have a recurring business 
um, using something like Easy Debit, and there's a lot of other um, platforms out there that do um, direct debit payments, mm-hmm. makes life a lot easier. Yeah, great. Yeah. So, and I think we've all spent a lot of time chasing invoices in the past. <laughs> yeah. So, anything to make our life a lot easier is, is uh, yeah, massive headache removed. So, yeah. Changing up the pace a little bit, yeah. I mean, agency owners, we're sometimes slaves to our own business. Yeah. Um, you know, we work hard. What, what, do you, what do you do to unwind? Do you sort of try and get away from the industry a bit, oh. the digital marketing scene, or do you actually, because it is such a passion, do you find that, you know, even in your downtime, you're, you're spending a lot of time? Yeah, I mean, you know. I think, you know, and we were talking about this earlier, you know, romance, reality of business and, and everything in life, really. But, you know... The reality of running a small business, an agency, means that as the agency owner, you are pretty much working until you've managed to build up a team where you can remove yourself from the work itself. You are pretty much working all the time. You know, there's really no no way around that. Um, and I think I've gotten myself into a place where, you know, I I genuinely love what I do. You know, I roll into work and, you know, I've got my bag and I'm, and I'm walking from the train station to the office and I'm like, this is it. Like, this is the best, like, it's not getting any better than this. Like, this is it, you know? And it's like, I think there's a mindset component to it where, you know, I would love a two week holiday. Like it would be fantastic right now, but I don't fixate on that. You know, I fixate on doing great work for clients or doing some of the gratis work that we're doing with some of our um, charity partners or, you know, they're, they're, I think there's a mindset component to business where you have to understand what the reality is going in and you have to, you know, set up things in your own mind to be able to deal with what that reality is. And and you have to love it. You know, you have to love it. There's no other if, buts, or maybes. Like, you have to love it. So, outside of the business world? So, <laughs> so what, what what do you do in your downtime? Um, do you, look, you I don't- You get to the golf course, you, you switch the phone off, you go for a swim. What, what's your what's your release from it? Look, I don't I do not do a lot outside of work, to be honest. You know, I go home and I, and I continue to work on the business or in the business or whatever I'm up to. Um, but the, the, the passion that I probably have outside of that would be, um, guitar. So I like to play the guitar. Um, this is all going on your LinkedIn profile, by the way, after this, isn't it? Oh, it can. (laughs) You can put it on there if you want, mate. Um, on one of our landing pages is like, we've got a hover over and you hover over me and I'm playing the guitar anyway. (laughs) Um, so, you know, and admittedly I haven't picked it up in a little while, but I do, um, I think, you know, playing a musical instrument is such a rewarding hobby. Mm -hmm. Um, and I recommend it to anyone. Uh, but in terms of, yeah, where I would get some, some if, if I was to say, what do you do outside of work? I'd probably say, yeah, I like to play guitar. And Oh, I should probably say I try to play guitar because uh, I'm, not, I'm not particularly good. But, um, give it a bit of a go. I give it a go. Yeah. I give it a go. Nice <laughs> uh, very good. Yeah. So back on the digital marketing side, so, so Google's um, and something that's pretty sort of relevant at the moment. Yeah. Google's just got rid of average position. Have you seen any kind of changes in your reporting or you know have clients sort of commented on on any of that sort of with with the stuff that you're doing at the moment so no i mean generally like you know most of our client work is organic search we use our own tools to measure um so we can get exact numbers for that um so we don't we haven't really had too many problems with clients on that front in terms of average position and and anything on that level so so far it really hasn't been anything that's come up yeah okay so Looking at, um, and I thought I might just cover this um, as well, sort of, um, you know, being so sort of topical at the moment. Yeah. You've obviously, you're saying organic search is your, is your main 
main play. Yeah. Um, what would you say is sort of the, the top tip that anyone who's looking after their SEO or e- even in agency land, I mean, what's yeah. your what's your biggest sort of quick win at the moment right across the board or, or stuff that you see people aren't doing yeah. that they might, you know, and again, it's not giving away the secret yeah. sauce because there's a lot of competitor agencies out there, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. but what, what's some of the low-hanging fruit do Look, you the, think that's just not being looked at? There is so much. There's, there's, I could answer that in so many different ways. Pick one. I would probably <laughs> say if, if someone... I'd probably say, you know, one of the most difficult areas for people to scale and, and tackle what would be the link building side of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and we've seen such good success for our clients and ourselves in um, doing campaigns involving Source Bottle and Haro. Um, I'm sure you're familiar with what they are, but mm-hmm. for anyone that isn't, they're basically platforms where you've got journalists that um, put out call outs in terms of, you know, it might be for a small business owner um, that's um, had success in this particular industry or something like that. Um, and you can reply with a bit of a quote, get quoted, get some PR, and also get a backlink. Um, and we've been developing some ways to, um, to, to really get some, some really good quality, really natural um, links that also tie into PR um, for ourselves and clients. And it's, it's been working really, really, really well. So I'd say, you know, I imagine a lot of people out there would be um, people that are involved in their own digital marketing, and their own SEO. Um, and, and getting the link building side of things right is, is rather challenging. But I would say if you spend a little bit of time on those platforms and work out a little bit of a system with your own template, um, with some, you know, normally I, um, you know, tackle, I look at all the call outs every morning and then kind of go through some stuff. If you set some time aside and build out a bit of a template and a bit of a process to get it done, you can get some really good links. Um, you can get some really good PR and mentions and things like that. You can, you can really um, accelerate some things there. At, at, at a very, um, if you look at it in terms of time, cost, all of that kind of measures, it's, it works out very, very effectively. So I would say on the link building side, it's, it's worth exploring mm-hmm. and not many people are doing it well. So No, I mean, I, th- I think it's very, I mean, you've, you've got the time consuming aspect of it. Yes. It does take quite a few resources to do it properly. Yes. Um, yep. So internally, you've, you've got people that, that are your outreach specialists or is that something that, that everybody does? Well, it, it, it depends on some of the clients that we have, we're doing that process for them directly. Um, other clients that we have, it's a part of the induction that we might share with them how to do it and what we do um, so that they can pick up a few things and run with it themselves. I mean, we find that when we get into an SEO engagement, you know, we've got SEO engagements where we've got clients where they're like, do everything. We don't want to even, we just want the reporting. We know you guys are doing great work. Um, we just want to see the rankings um, as a leading indicator moving on to, you know, organic traffic and leads or sales or whatever, depending on the business. And we've got clients that are just happy to leave it in our hands. But we've also got clients that want to be a bit proactive as well. They've got a digital marketing coordinator internally. They want a bit of guidance. Where can they spend time to get the best bang for buck? Um, and in those cases, we would provide some guidance on how to do it and, and put it in their hands as well. So, you know, sometimes um, educating a client on how to do things ends up being a massive win-win for everyone mm-hmm. involved. You know, if you've got a client that perhaps has a small budget, you might say, look, we're going to set up the architecture for you. We're going to help with the content and we're going to help with some elements of link building that we can, mm-hmm. you know, through relationships with Forge, with, with strong blog networks or, well, not blog networks, that's the wrong, wrong name for that. For, with high quality blogs, I would yep. say, and relationships sort of built with, um, you know, the marketing managers and places there. Yep. Um, and then, you know, leaving some elements of the link building in their hands and saying, hey, um, you know, um, you can talk about your brand on these particular networks um, with Source Bottle, Haro, things like that. Get out there, get links, get PR, all that kind of stuff. 
So sometimes it's a matter of leaving it in their hands as well. Yeah, sure. Yeah. So you're talking before, I mean, you're talking about link building, you're talking about all this cool SEO stuff. Um, how, do, how did you accumulate such a wealth of knowledge? I mean, obviously you mentioned doing it with yeah. you know, starting with a little project and yeah. stuff, but, but walk us through the journey for anyone who, who you know, is in digital marketing, who really wants to learn a lot more about SEO. Is it a case of, um, and shout out to someone we both know, Kate Toon, is yeah. it a matter of doing a, <laughs> Kate owes me on that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, is it a matter of doing a Kate Toon course and, and, and going through that, or is it a case of going and working as an intern or yep. a junior for a digital marketing company yep. and acquiring those skills and yep. learning from the best? Is that- Almost like one of those secrets sort of like yeah. hang me down through the generation. I, um, <laughs> <laughs> I was so hesitant to start um, working at an agency. Before I worked at my first agency, I was of the mind that I'm never going to work at an agency. I'm always going to run my own business. I'm always going to be doing this kind of stuff. And um, I had a few clients and I had other business ventures and doing a few bits and pieces. And I finally bit the bullet and started working for an agency. And I have to say that it, it was a game changing. When I look back, it was it was absolutely game changing because when you're around a bunch of people that are all into SEO, they live and breathe it. Mm-hmm. When you see how a, an organization is run, um, when you see all these little bits and pieces, it it would take so long to learn that outside of that environment. So I would I would highly recommend that anyone that really wants to get into SEO, for example, or any part of digital marketing. You are going to learn way more being involved in an agency where you are basically forced to just do SEO or do Google Ads or do social every day, just running campaigns, running campaigns, running campaigns to a point where, you know, you live and breathe it so much that you know exactly how to do something. You know what I mean? But like when you, before I started working at those agencies, there were, there were, there were definitely, there were a lot of blank spots in my knowledge of how to do various bits and pieces. Mm-hmm. And I thought, nah, nah, I know, I know how, you know, I, I feel very capable but once you've, you know, done it with 200, 300, 400 clients, whatever number it is, you are just at a totally different level of ability. So, so I mean, you know, obviously combining the practical element of it, of, of doing, yeah. is it a case of having a really good mentor or someone like, did you have somebody that you could learn yeah. directly from, you know, took you under, under your wing and, yes. and, you know, taught you the, taught you the ropes? Or? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Like I, I had someone that was an absolute gun. SEO in particular, and um, he he helped a lot in terms of you know guiding the path and you know having someone to bounce off and all of that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. So it ultimately depends what you have access to. You know, there's there's so much good information out there, um, and we're lucky to have a pretty strong community of of good SEO people in Australia. You know, mm-hmm. there's a lot of a lot of great names out there. So there's just of- just on that community focus, and yeah. and I haven't been unfortunately. You've come across to. Adelaide, it's yeah. my turn to get across <laughs> yeah. to Melbourne at some point soon. Um, SEO beers, is that right? That you guys, yeah, yeah. There's there's SEO an, meet up an, on a yeah. There's an yeah. SEO beers, um, which is which is really awesome, and it's um, put together by Jason Munn, who's yep. at um, Overdose, mm-hmm. um, and he's he's awesome. He does some awesome work. Um, and then there's you know the general SEO meetup as well. Um, so between those two events, you know the SEO beers a little bit more casual. Everyone's kind of drinking and chilling out. Whereas the SEO meetups are a little bit more, there's a bit of structure in terms of like there's a couple of presenters and there's a little bit of knowledge and things like that as well. Mm-hmm. And there's heaps of events and there's heaps of good people to reach out to and, mm-hmm. and have chats with. So it's, um, yeah, it's really a thriving space in Australia in terms of some, some great people to, um, you know, learn from and things like that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, there's, there's countless places to, you know, I would say, you know, don't discount working at an agency for a certain amount of time if you want to master the skill because you know, rather than having, you know, 
20 clients over the course of a year, you could be exposed to hundreds, mm -hmm. um, which opens you up to so many more situations in terms of what to do when and how it works and other people around you. And, um, you know, I think agency land is definitely high pressure and high stress. Um, it's just that kind of business. But the learning experience is massive as well. So you kind of have to take on that as well. Mm -hmm. You know, it's going to be fast paced. It's going to be, they're going to push you hard. You know, I, you're not going to get into an agency situation where you're, you, where you got nothing to do. Um, mm. That's not a great, you know, I don't think there's many of those out there. I think it's almost a bit of a, almost a, a lifestyle choice in the sense that working 40 hours in an agency, there's almost this unwritten law where it's, uh, yeah, that's, that's yeah. if you're doing <laughs> yeah. the bare minimum, you're going to get called out pretty yeah, quickly it, in, in, that, in it, that realm. It is a bit like that. Mm. But, you know, if you find somewhere good to work where, you know, you're working with great clients and you've got, you know, a certain amount of flexibility. It's almost and, like you want to work the extra time anyway. Yeah, yeah. If you can be in an agency where those things are, on the table and that's mm -hmm. and that's fantastic but it is it, yeah it, it's a great learning opportunity but if that isn't available to you for example you're working in-house and you know you want to continue down that path i mean there's so many good resources to sharpen the skills with seo mm -hmm. uh, you know you mentioned kate toon she does some great courses in that kind of space and there's so many other places as well there's you know, a ton of stuff on udemy and and online and even even through linkedin you've got access to yeah some of the world's best SEOers yeah, online and, and some of the stuff that they're saying, I know that locally um, we've got uh, guys like Lachlan Kirkwood, we've got Brody Clark, for yeah, example. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I tune into those guys' stuff all the time and it's just, you know, even when you think you're on top of your game, yeah. there's something new that comes out or something that you, yeah. you hadn't been looking at. So, yeah, yeah, yeah it's, it's that constant learning experience though, isn't it? Even, yeah, yeah. Even yeah. online, even people who are agency owners, I suppose. Yeah. 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 yeah it's well, it's interesting, you know, you've got that, you've got that double-sided component to SEO where it's like literally the things Google was telling you to do 10 years ago are still extremely applicable. It's like, you know, come out with good content. Don't do link spam stuff. Do, you know, like the fundamental things are largely- no, I haven't in, really haven't changed really changed too much, yeah. But then on the other side of that, there's all sorts of interesting changes in the space, right? Mm -hmm. There's like core update here, core update there. There's, there's, there's just constant- this constant fluctuation at that kind of micro professional level um, that, you know, people in agency land are obviously across. Mm -hmm. But it's interesting, you know, because people ask me that question, you know, what, what has, what's changed the most? And it's like, it's almost like, well, you know, the foundations haven't really changed. Like that's almost more surprising than the fact that, you know, there is a lot of change on the surface mm -hmm. um, in, and in a lot of important ways. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, Google's message hasn't really changed in terms of what they want you to feel philosophically complete, mm -hmm. you know, in terms of quality. So, you know, for people that are, you know, still learning the, the deep technical side of things, you know, understanding holistically, you know, you want to build something of quality that people are going to go to and, and enjoy and the content's going to be, be a great thing to read and it's yeah. going to engage people yeah. is still the, the, the foundation of, you know, having a website that ranks well. So I still, I mean, even I being in the industry, digital marketing, SEO, um, you know, web, I still feel like in 2019, SEO is this dark art to most people, business owners yeah. or um, even some of the traditional agencies just still haven't really grasped yeah, yeah. what's going on. To anyone who is looking to improve their online presence yeah. or, for, you know, rank for certain keywords or, or, you know, move their way up through the scales, mm -hmm. is there a good way or, or a starting point for them to check whether their current agency or yeah. um, whether what they're doing is is spot on or is there... Um, is there a way that they can audit their site? Or yeah. I mean, look, there is so many sources out there that will give you checklists and order bits and pieces to kind of have a look at your site and make some kind of assessment as to, 
you know, how things have been done. Obviously, the performance is going to be the biggest part of that. You know, if you're engaged with an agency and they're not, and they're not performing, now, you know, that, that would raise some questions to, to look at, you know, what's been done in terms of deliverables and, and how has it been executed. Just, just, just on that performance-wise, though, yep. I mean, I, th- I think that's probably something that we can maybe just have a quick chat about, yep. is what does an SEO agency get judged on? I think yeah. that's, I mean, obviously, <laughs> it's keyword ranking and, and you know, ultimately inquiry yeah. coming through. <laughs> Um, but I think that's one of the first questions: is, yep. is what, 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 what's the account of you know the accountability? What, what, yeah. uh, what are the K, what are some of the KPIs that well, Six Gun, for example? Yeah. What, what are some of the things that you guys like pride yourself on? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being able to deliver because yeah, you know, again, that question after three, four, five months, yeah, yeah. It, what's happening? We, we all see it. What's going on? Yeah. <laughs> like, there's no visibility. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you yeah. know, you're doing good work behind the scenes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But quite a, quite often, it does take a little bit of time yeah, to yeah, yeah. you know really get those tangible results. Yeah. So what what are some of those points that you know people can? And again, this is this is more so to the businesses that again might have an underperforming agency yep, yep. or doing it themselves yep. and not quite sure what they should be sort of looking at. Yep. Um, you know, what are the things that Six Gun do to, to stay on top and, and yeah. I guess, be accountable? I mean, I think when it comes to accountability, I mean, we build the kind of relationships with our clients where they, as, as bizarre as this sounds, most of them end up, end up becoming our friends. And they, and they become our friends because we're ridiculously transparent. You know, like we are transparent down to, you know, like we – have a system where um, we basically strategize the task going to be completed for the following month for the client. That gets reported to the client in that in the previous monthly report. Those tasks get executed with notes. Those tasks get forwarded onto the client in terms of what's been done. And it's all very tangible. It's like we've written X amount of content. You approved it throughout the month. Here it is. We've bu- built these links. Here they are. We've um, done this architectural change in terms of like we've tightened titles on the site, or we've tightened meta descriptions on the site, or we've removed this, or we've done this. And it's all very it's all very on the table. Mm-hmm. So I think if your agency isn't being transparent in terms of what they're doing, mm-hmm. that's probably the first red flag to say, now don't get me wrong, they might be doing a great job, um, but it's nice to know what they're up to in a tangible sense. And they should be able to show you that yes. ultimately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And because the other thing is, you know, that you touched on, you know, performance doesn't always immediately correlate to work done. So, you know, like we have clients that, you know, they might have a month where the SEO performance is um, not as great as we'd expect, but because we've been transparent and saying, hey, like we've written all of this content, we've done this, we've done this, we've done this, and we know that this is the right path, and we're going to continue down this path, and we're going to have ups and downs, but at the end of the day, when we look back over six months, the graph is going to look very positive. Just because we've had, you know, a month that's stagnant or hasn't gone up as, as much as we'd like doesn't mean um, that the work isn't there. And because you've got that transparency in the work to show them and to back it up, and the education that we generally try to provide them beforehand to say, you know, this is how it's going to be executed. We're going to start here. We're going to do this. We're going to do that. And there's going to be some iterations as we go. Um, you know, I think, you know, being, being upfront and being transparent right at the start and, and talking, and, you know, talking about the expectations, you know, around how long things are going to take and what SEO is all about um, means that you can have months where the traction isn't, you know, explosive, you know, and, and you don't get any pushback. And they go, yep, cool. We know you've delivered this content. We know you've got this link building work going on. We know that this is what you're doing on the architecture side to kind of tighten things on the website. We're very comfortable to leave it in your hands. But I mean, that, that, that helps manage those expectations, I think. Yeah. You know, it's, it's that visibility, it's that transparency. Yeah. It's that, like you're saying, it's you're so open yeah. that people, you know, you develop that relationship with them yeah. um, just as you do with your, 
you know, outreach and, and your, your backlinks. I, I think that's massively important with SEO, so yep. not just now, but um, well into the future as well. So uh, awesome. David, I think that's about all we've got time for today. I think you've got a plane to catch back to, <laughs> to Melbourne very soon. Yeah. Um, on behalf of myself, the listeners, the Digital Marketers Podcast, thanks for coming in and sharing all your thoughts on, on SEO. And uh, you owe me coffee next time. Yeah, <laughs> I definitely owe you coffee. Thanks so much for having me on the show, mate. Uh, anytime. Excellent. Awesome. Thanks again.